1: It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by Copper Craft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team. The Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of Blue Raspberry Lemonade. This special limited edition canned cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Brew Friday on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery.
0: Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan?
1: What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin a Honolulu Blue Friday. What's up, NFL playoffs? Well, actually, they don't start this weekend, that would be next week. But I was just kind of getting excited. Now the Minnesota game, I I guess you go win it. I'm predicting the lines in like 31-14, something like that. And then you hope you get some crazy stuff happening. With the Cowboys. Never know. I just think they need the full game, not thinking about Dallas, get it past them, and get ready for the first-ever playoff game in Ford Field a week from tomorrow, Sunday, or Monday. I think they're going to be a primetime game. They've been drawing well and great for TV. I think they'll be Saturday night, and there is a Monday night. What is that, January 15th wildcard game in primetime, primetime. We'll talk Lions later in this broadcast. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit. Mike Kimber from Lions Nation. Unite with Herman Moore and also Micro Mike on YouTube. My name is Micro Mike. Y'all gonna like when I ride my bike. Man, I'm good. Ryman Simon back in the day with the Bimini brothers and Danny Middleton. That was only Vanilla Ice was the only white rapper out there. I had a career stolen by... Eminem, he did 13, well, he did 8-mile, but I grew up on 13-mile, and I had the old movie script written, and he stole it. We do have our Honolulu Blue Huge Question of the Day. Who do you think will be the Lions' first playoff opponent in Ford Field history? Rams or the Packers? You can answer that question at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank is a Michigan-based bank, which means they have locations in Michigan, and your money stays in Michigan. I love that. 1-866-838-4843. at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show. On Facebook, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com will join us. Away from all the excitement over Michigan football and the National Championship game on Monday against Washington, which, by the way, I'll be joining Johnny Brand Sr. at the Brands on Leonard Superfly. I need you to stop down. You gotta represent. Wear some Michigan gear. Now I'll buy you dinner. And he's gonna have $2.50 PAPS like 20 ounce drafts. 3 PM until the end of the game. Game kicks off, I think around 738-ish, right? The usual. They're gonna have a nine hour pre-game show. Also remember, all Brands locations have two happy hours every day, so three until the end of the game. The 250 tall Paps drafts at the Brand Steakhouse and Grill. Johnny Brands location on Leonard, west side of GR, Monday night. Wolverines! Wolverines! Hey, Brett, can you give me the pop evil... All rise for Michigan. Can you get that song up on the hot pad for me? Can you do it? Okay. Michigan-Washington. Can't wait for that game. I did see on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. It's up to five and a half, I think, was the last I saw Michigan favored over the Huskies. One note on Michigan basketball. Ever since Juwan Howard's been back, I'm not saying. I know he's not shooting the ball. They're a different basketball team. They lost. They lost. To Minnesota. Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn at the end. I'm not, I'm not putting it all on Howard. I'm not. I'm not going there. No, I'm not. And like I said before I got off on nine different things, which is a huge show ritual. The improvement of Michigan State basketball, they are playing like a top five team lately. They are. And they've had, like, Malik Hall stepping up. Again, you don't know if guys are going through an injury, if they're sick, if they broke up with a girlfriend. But, man, they what they did to Penn State, winning by 31, they are balling right now. And I think Jim Camperoni, SpartanMag.com, the MSU insider, he is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? Hey, Bill, great to be on your show. How you doing? Doing good. Hey, you know, like I said, there's been a lot with the Lions and – you know Michigan in the national championship game in football, but quietly, Izzo has his team. I think where he wants them to be right now,
2: doing pretty well. They're up to nine and five now. They've lost. They've won five straight games, beginning with that game against Baylor in Detroit. And uh, they got a lot done during Christmas break. That's when Izzo really likes to have two a day practices and work on themselves. And they had something that they really needed to gear get geared up for, and that was that. December 30th game against Indiana State. Indiana State is superb. That's a team to keep an eye on for your brackets in March. The way they can shoot at all five positions, they run real quick actions to get those guys covered. Michigan State put a lot into that game against Indiana State, and they won 87-75, to 75, and they needed every ounce of that preparation, which carried over to good three-point shooting, free-throw shooting, and all that. And then last night you saw the residuals just blowing Penn State out 92-61. to Indiana State, much better than Penn State, by the way. Now can Michigan State get it to carry over Sunday at Northwestern, a good Northwestern team that holds a big victory over Purdue, but struggled with Illinois earlier this week. So the Big Ten season, the Big Ten race, uh, really getting going in earnest here the first week of January, and Michigan State's got their legs under them.
1: Yeah, they really do, and he has the right rotation now, and it goes back to that Baylor game, and even when you look at putting up 92 last night against Penn State, Spartans are playing some defense since that Baylor game. I really think defense creates offense, and they are looking really good on both ends of the floor.
2: You're exactly right. The defense changed against Baylor, and you can see it. It gets back to Michigan State in their classic, what Izzo calls elbow block coverage Some people might call it pack line defense. Michigan State got away from that a little bit earlier in the year with some full-court pressure because they thought they would have a deeper playing group and they wanted to tire themselves out, tire out the opponent. But with some injuries to Kohler, and then um, I talked to Izzo about it after practice two weeks ago, and he said the full-court pressure caused Michigan State to maybe get away from some of their principles in terms of half-court defense they stopped with the full court pressure and it was the Baylor game. Like you said, where they really started to shrink the court and cut down on gaps. And it was a little bit dangerous against them because Baylor has excellent shooters. But Michigan State went back to their staples and uh, Baylor couldn't get enough going over the top. And Michigan State has carried that on with a good defensive play. Jaden Aikens has become a different defensive player. He had a shooting slump earlier in the year. And Izzo thought that that had a negative impact on Jaden Aikens defense Lately, Akins has been shooting well, but Akins has really picked up his tenacity on defense, which helps everything. Maddie Sissoko, you might—he's he, not exactly Patrick Ewing as an offensive player, but what he gives you in terms of ball screen defense is valuable. And now he's starting to rebound it better. Also, two straight games, twelve rebounds. So the defensive rebounding, Sissoko, Akins, role players in some regards defensively has helped uh, has helped the whole. And Michigan State, I agree with you, is looking like a top fifteen team right now. Now that's college basketball. Things can get a little random, and trends can turn around quickly. So now we'll see whether they can sustain that or not.
1: And yeah, it's interesting with the Big Ten. Nebraska has been a pleasant surprise at twelve and two, two and one in the conference. Yeah. Minnesota bumped to two and one when Michigan couldn't hit uh, anything uh, at the end, and they lost. And Indiana's up and down offensively. Northwestern is ten and three, but I don't know if they're as good as their record and. Mm-hmm. Uh man, you you scroll down, you don't get a losing record in the Big 10. Nobody has a losing record until you get to Michigan. And I'm talking yeah. away from conference.
2: Yeah, and the, the losses will accumulate. I I'm, I'm thinking Penn State that'll happen with them. They will accumulate losses. Minnesota's a little bit improved. But you know, you you're right. Nebraska, you know, they beat Michigan State in Lincoln um in December and Nebraska was good that day. Now, they made a few circus shots, but they run some split action where they feed the high post about 16 feet from the rim. And, they're, and their center's a really good passer. And, Penn, and and Nebraska, I'm not surprised that they've continued to win some of these games. They're, they're one of the more improved teams in the Big Ten, and I'm not sure. I, I think that has snuck up on some people. And you're right about Malik Hall. He's been different the last two games. 24 points last night against Penn State. I think he had an 18 against Indiana State. He's hitting the three-pointer which they need occasionally from him, but also he's scoring in the low post, facing up, hitting little 15-footers, It's got a little drop step. Um, Not selfish, you know, efficient last night, nine out of 12 from the field. Not a guy that's your go-to superstar, but someone that could give you some offensive um, compliments to, to their backcourt. And Tyson Walker, you know, he's been banged around a little bit. Tyson Walker hurt his rib cage, diving out of bounds against Indiana State. They were icing his rib cage on the sideline last night when he came out of the game, but he was efficient as well. Nine out of 14, three out of four from deep. You know, Michigan State is a team last night, 10 out of 21 from three-point range. You figured that was going to come around at some point. They were historically bad earlier in the season, and that's what led to the loss to James Madison, who is still undefeated, by the way. But you knew that the percentages would would turn around and help Michigan State at some point, and it certainly looked that way last night. And I think long-term, maybe they can get back to being a 40% three-point shooting team, which is what they were last year, which had them among the top ten of the country in that stat.
1: You can follow everything Michigan State basketball is and the crew at SpartanMag.com. Uh, before I let you go, uh, the offseason, uh, the first go-around for Jonathan Smith, uh, how would you judge, gauge what he's done since he took over for Tucker?
2: You know, every step it looks pretty good. Every, every step makes sense. They've done well in the transfer portal thus far with Aiden Childs coming in, the quarterback from Oregon State. And they've done a good job. Uh, You know, this weekend they're going to have seven or eight defensive players in for uh, official visits. I'm talking about transfer portal visits. And, I mean, the, the depth chart and the roster is not completely. Put together, but they they've made some good moves. There's a defensive end that was second team All Conference USA out of Middle Tennessee State. Quinn Dunnigan, he's a, a good addition as a defensive end. And you know um, the Jordan Turner linebacker from Minnesota. He helps. Meanwhile, they've retained some players out of the portal. They're still working on um, uh, on Zion Young, defensive end, who's going to be visiting Florida State this week, and they want to keep him from getting away on the portal. So there's still work to be done there. But so far salvage uh, a salvageable recruiting class and uh, they're taking steps in other areas as well it's not like they're going to make a complete roster flip and become a top 15 team overnight but the initial steps make a lot of sense to me and it's pragmatic and, and there's a lot of brain work going on and a lot of hustle too so those are good things to begin with 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 jonathan smith at michigan state
1: his name is jim camperoni spartmag.com Insider joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Follow everything of Michigan State at SpartanMag.com. That is SpartanMag.com. Comp, appreciate the updates on Izzo and also Coach Smith, and we'll talk soon. Sounds great. Have a great day, great weekend. Drive carefully, everybody. Thanks. All right. it, Bill. There he goes. What is he wrapping up a concert at Common Ground down in Lansing? What is he doing? He's, he's fired up. Well, Izzo and the team back, they were dead in the water. They were dead in the water without a Big Ten win, struggling in that Baylor game. I said it going in was their season. And they're playing defense, and Izzo has the right rotation, and guys like Malik Hall need to be there 15-plus a night. He has to for them to win games. And they looked awesome last night, drubbing Penn State. And I think when you look at the top with Illinois, Wisconsin, then Purdue, Ohio State, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Northwestern, and then the Spartans, the Big Ten is up for grabs. Purdue, if you take away their outside shooting, they struggle. They really do. If you want to join in our Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Final score on the Lions and the Vikings. What I post at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, I think. I say 3114. Was that the number that I posted? 3114? Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, will join us later. We'll talk Lions. Also, my conversation with Lomas Brown and Josh Garvey, courtesy of Dorn Mayhew, one of America's top CPA accounting and business firms. We'll hear that in our next segment. Doug Karsh, voice of Michigan football, in less than an hour on the championship game on Monday night. And don't forget, you can join me. With Johnny Brand Sr. at the Brands on Leonard NGR. They're going to have 250 Paps tall drafts, 3 p.m. until the end of the game. And remember, two happy hours every day, all day, at all brands, Steakhouse and Grills. But join the huge show Monday at the Brands on Leonard. Call, reserve a table. We're going to have a party. 250 Paps. That's going old school. With Johnny Brand Sr. You want to join us and answer that Honolulu Blue Huge Question of the Day? one 838 4843 That's 1-866-838-HUGE.
0: From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge.
3: Kick off the new year with great deals at Meijer like buy one get one free select vitamins and hand weights are buy one get one 50 percent off plus active fitness recovery products are 20 percent off start the year off right and get everything you need for a healthier you in one stop at meyer and pay the same low meyer prices no matter how you shop in store or online exclusions apply see all the deals in the meyer app
1: Distillery. Welcome to the Drew World Order.
4: Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill show, the soul. bad boy, R&B, Genuine, ride the pony for a two-step and good time. Tickets started at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine, drew him, Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino.
1: Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have Locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA accounting and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA, accounting, and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our producer extraordinaire. Man, this dude is quick, fast, and the best in the business. Huge weekend with the Lions wrapping up the regular season. Arguably the best regular season they've ever had. In my mind, all the storylines, the splash of rookies like Laporta and Gibbs and J-Mo back and Just an unbelievable run. It's going to suck to see the season end. Hopefully it ends in Vegas with a Super Bowl victory. Man, just I we are blessed as we start this new year where Michigan football is at in the championship game Monday night. And remember to join me with Johnny Brand Sr. at the Brands on Leonard in downtown GR right off of 131. They'll have 250 tall. Paps drafts at the Brands on Leonard, 3 p.m. until the end of the game. So get there after work for a happy hour. Grab a sizzler, baked potato, couple sides, 250 tall Paps. Have your own tailgate during happy hour with Johnny Brands Sr. at the Brands on Leonard in downtown GR. I'll be watching the game there, grabbing dinner after the show. That will be awesome. Really will. Call and reserve a table, too going to be a big bash spread the word all right let's do it Michigan Washington national championship game college football playoff with the huge show in the Michigan Sports Network with Johnny Brand Sr. at the Brands on Leonard in GR let's welcome in Josh Garvey managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew and their GR office and so Josh where were you last Saturday night when the Lions lined up first time and decided to go for two to try and ice
5: the game at home with my kids watching the game. Um,
1: your enthusiasm is dripping through the microphone. <laughs> it is.
5: It sure is. Um, if you you, sense you're my, almost speechless on what to say, right? Uh, yeah. If you can't sense, if you can't sense the anger and disappointment, uh, in our league right now, uh, I don't know how else to say it, but yeah, I was at home watching the game with the kids and, um, Needless to say, very, very frustrating end to that football game.
1: Lomas, you're in the booth there in Dallas uh, with Dan Miller and the crew, T.J. Dunn on the sidelines. Your first thought when they decided the lineup to go for two and then when you saw the laundry, the yellow flag on the field and the call.
6: So so I have to be honest with you, I missed all that. I I missed it all coming down because I have post-game commitment Uh, I leave two minutes left in the box, and I'm trying to get down in uh, Irving Stadium, AT&T Stadium, and there's people everywhere. I did see something on the monitor where I seen Taylor Decker catch the ball, but I couldn't hear anything, and I thought the game was over with. People were cheering, but then the next thing I know, it wasn't over with. So by the time I got down to the field, everything was over with, but I was filled in on the controversy. And, of course, since then, I've seen it and had my comments about it. And my biggest takeaway, Bill, is even if you put the Lions aside, it's just what they've taken from this community and taken from the state of Michigan, meaning the revenue that they've taken out of our pocket. Because, I mean, the ability to host the playoff game home and that pretty much was taken away from you from being able to host possibly two of them here. And, you know, even the possibility of even getting the number one seed was up until all that debacle happened. So I felt like we were robbed here, you know, and what that could have brought to our economy and what that could have brought to the city of Detroit, you know, if we'd have had that playoff game.
1: So you've been an NFL offensive lineman in college. Uh, when you report, what what was the process for you? Not at, at the high school, or college level. I'm talking NFL now. When you were playing, what were you told by coaches and officials on how to report uh, to be an eligible receiver?
6: Basically, you run up to the, you go up to the official, which uh, that's what Taylor Decker did, and you basically you pretty much just swipe down on your uniform, or you'll just tell them eligible. And they will just see the number, and normally back then they see the number, they call the number. They say that number 70, number 68, whoever is eligible. And it's a simple process, and that's what Taylor did. He went right over to the officials every month on scene and he declared himself as an eligible receiver. And I looked it up, and I have the rules, number section, and everything. I got it in my notes. I just can't recall it right now. But they say in the rules, it's not a limit to how many players can can declare eligible. It's nothing in the rule book saying that it's only one person that has to come up and declare eligible. It's nothing that says that. So... Again, something that the officials dropped, something that
1: the NFL dropped, that cost us a lot. Lomas, well, uh, and you mentioned announce it. And, again, I was at uh, Preston's Bar in Grand Ledge in the Lansing area with a huge show watch party, so I couldn't hear everything. But I've, I've, in all the replays right immediately after that game, I've never heard the official turn on his mic and say what they do all the time uh, number, you know, any number. Number 55 is eligible. That's what they normally do, right?
6: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and again, he did what, the, what normally the officials do is they walk towards the defense and let them know. That's what they do. That's what the official did. Teller walked up. Once he walked up and declared, the official you see started heading towards the line of scrimmage because there they go and they basically you know, tell the defense too that number seventy, number sixty eight, whatever number, number seventy five, is eligible. And that's what should've happened. It's a simple process. Just like the coin toss. Remember that? That went against the Lions. Remember that year? Uh the drone is calling the coin toss. Just this all kinda of things that you think is a process and should be simple. A lot of times they get messed up.
1: Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, Dorn Mayhew, their GR office. So you're watching it with your kids. Uh, they're explaining it. You're hearing uh, their on site official. And uh, I love Troy Aikman trying to be neutral when he's a former Dallas <laughs> Cowboy. That was, I watched it on that on my DVR, and it was like somebody testifying against their brother in court. Well, you know, he's uh, yeah, yeah. you know, drinking water, going, hey, uh, your, your thought uh, on being a uh, huge fan of the Lions, the NFL, the process that they showed.
5: It looked like he checked all the boxes, he being Decker. I think so, too. And I, looking at the rules and, 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 and reading up on it afterwards, too, certainly not on the field like Lomas uh, was all those years, but from a fan's perspective and somebody that understands the game of football very well, it sure seemed like Decker – Went to the official, brushed the jersey, made eye contact with the official. It sure seemed like the official was looking in somewhat of his direction to recognize the fact that he was an eligible player downfield. So very, very. And
1: then, and then, Allen, the official, ran towards the defensive line, the defensive captain, whoever he he talks to, and he he said, "But I think what he did is Allen got confused." This is how I break it down, and nobody will just admit a mistake. He saw a Skipper coming on saw Decker brush it, got confused on the numbers. And and this goes back, Lomas, to what I said should have happened. Why the officials never huddled and said, okay, what was said? What was said? Who reported? Uh, He wasn't covered because the receiver has stepped back. That was one of the immediate conspiracy theories uh, right there. Uh, So, Huddle and talk about it. And the way Allen just waved off the players, waved off Campbell. You know, when you watch the replay, there's another official standing next to Allen, and he has that look of like, uh, uh, this, isn't, this isn't the way it should have gone. It's the end of the game. They could have huddled. They, You know, what about review? What, what about going back to the video and having somebody, the same way they review a, a juggle ball for 40 minutes, Lomas? Just to review it. it.
6: You're right. I mean, everything you said is right. I mean, you you were – and they had conferred about other things throughout that game. It was other calls that they got together on and stuff, and they got together as a group, and they either picked it up or waved it off or whatever. So that would have been a simple process that they should have at least done. So, yeah, absolutely. They dropped the ball. The NFL's dropped the ball. Now they have another problem. Just, again, use just like they Created the process. You see how fast they came out with this, uh, talking about you know what you can't do. You know the Calvin Johnson catch. This is. Just- you know, it's just a lot of things that go against the Lions, and it's just not fair. And then the only thing the NFL continues that we're sorry we made a mistake, but again, like I told you earlier, look at the millions of dollars of impact that mm. can have in our economy. Think about that—that that we've lost, but the NFL doesn't think about that, you know. And then the slap us in the face, right, Put out a video then to let this guy do this. Um, let him do the next national game. Jeez. I mean, that's that 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 that's
1: just crazy to me. I, I said it yesterday in my opening huge opinion, and Josh, I don't know if you agree or disagree with me that I think the NFL in a WWE way loves the drama all week and that's why they threw that same crew back on national TV. They love this drama all over the social networks, all over sports TV. They want it. And that's the balance between credibility and being a joke. Would you agree, Josh, that the NFL lets this stuff go? Just like the Brady Gate, where it went almost to the Supreme Court. The Flake Gate it was, not Brady Gate. Brady Gates about his, you know, nineteen women in his life, but we can't go into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, but do you agree that Goodell, in a sinister type way, likes
5: this drama? It sure seems that way. Uh, it, it sure does. It's 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 free marketing, free publicity. Um, whether there's whether there's a scandal or not on the field that occurred, um, but at the end of the day, yeah, he probably does. But that that to me is just. Overall, very weak leadership of a large organization. Uh, Sorry, but very, very weak leadership from uh, the commissioner of the NFL, in my opinion, to not step up and make a decision to do the right thing for the sake of the game, for the sake of the Detroit Lions, the fans, the city, uh, and the impact that that game now has. And sad. It's overall just very, very sad and very poor leadership, in my opinion.
1: And then Philly turns around and loses the next day to Arizona at home. Uh, you're looking at the Cowboys. They haven't played well their last three weeks. They should have lost to the Lions, and that would have been three in a row. San Francisco wasn't spectacular against Washington. I don't know if they're healthy. It it was really setting up that if they get that W, Lomas, as you said, they could have been in a position beating Minnesota this weekend to wait and see if San Francisco loses. And the road to Vegas would have been – through Detroit. Oh, my God.
6: Absolutely. Think about that. I know. I am thinking about that. I'm ready to throw up. That's what I'm saying. And and think, we're hosting the draft here. See, I can't get – I'm thinking all outside the game. I'm sorry. My mind is just a little outside the game. uh, How this is just affecting us. We're hosting the draft this year. I mean, it's just so many things that this was lined up for Detroit – to just reap the benefits of, and they went out and they earned it. And that's the thing as an ex-player, that's the thing that really irks you and stuff is that you went out there for 60 minutes, 60 minutes, and you earned that victory and it was taken away from you. That's what stings, that's what kind of calls at you the most. That's the kind of the part that is really hard to let go As an ex-player, because you went out there, you sweated, you laid blood out, you probably got hurt out there, you know, for that game and for that to get taken away from you, the way it got taken away from you, it's just hard to swallow. You got to swallow it, but it's hard to swallow it.
1: All right, guys, final thoughts on the weekend. Uh, It was surprising to watch him go for two, three times, which – I was reading into it that he was going to arrest a lot of his guys this week, and he really didn't. He, he wanted that more than he wanted home-field advantage. And guys like CJ and Houston coming back and give them another week of practice. But now he's going to play a starter, so I, I really don't understand the going for two at the end of it three times in a row. But let's focus yeah. on Minnesota this week and Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, Doran Mayhew's GR office. Uh, what do you expect to see against the
5: Vikings? I think they're going to beat the Vikings at home to close out the year. I think he'll give the starters some reps just to get get some work in, uh, not take too much time off. I do think they're going to beat Minnesota at home. And, and last comment I have, Huge, and, and Lomas is, this team has won some big games on the road this year. We'll do it again. We'll do it again.
1: Okay, so, uh, that's General uh, Josh Garvey. It is. Uh, <laughs> addressing <laughs> the troops with his... Uh, uh, with his motivational speech of the day that happens every Thursday, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms, take notes. Yeah, thank you. Wow, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start every Thursday with that speech.
6: you messing with Josh, but I'm kind of with Josh. I, I want them to beat them down. I want them to. I want them to hang forty on Minnesota. I'm serious. I want them to go in there with the mindset of just hanging 40 on them, just taking their frustrations out on them. I I do. I want them to beat them down. I don't want it to be a question. I don't care who's playing. It don't matter how much the starters play. I just, even the coaching mindset, I want that – to, to go for the throat, man. I want that because I'm, I'm mad, man. Because of what they did to us. So I'm still, mad. I'm have to calm down before I get on the mic next week and start announcing. <laughs> so they're gonna hit the angry side of Lomas Prime. Angry. They're
1: gonna have the dump button with, like, you know, looking like they're on Jeopardy with Lomas. Here, here's one thing about in the thinking process that when hey, you you had the gusto, you're going for the win, but then when it settled down. You want to go get a quality game in so that Dallas game isn't lingering when you start the playoffs. Right, Lomas?
6: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You want to go in there. That's why I say if you can hang 40 – up on them, you want to do it, you know, because that means you're executing at a high level. That means your defense has gotten multiple turnovers. That means something that's going great in the area, you so know, that you needed to go great in so you can establish this big lead. And i also like to say congratulations to our pro bowlers. Well deserved. I thank the guys that got there, some of the alternates. Hopefully, those guys that get there. And well deserved to Aaron Glenn getting Defensive Coach of the Year. You know, so that was just a great accomplishment, man. And we got more things to go, more things to get.
1: All right, quickly, I got about 30 seconds. Josh Garvey, Managing Shareholder, Dorn Mayhew's GR office. Final score, Lions Vikings. Final score, 31 13. Lions, right? Lions. Okay, I was going to say after that speech, it had to be the Lions. That's my general speech. <laughs> yeah, thank 31, you. 31 uh, general, general Garvey, he'll be addressing the troops momentarily on uh, the news network. Um, uh, your prediction, I got about 15 seconds, Lomas. Who wins? Yeah, yeah, we going to
6: put 30 up on them. We'll put 30 up on them. I don't think they're going to get much, so I'm with General Garvey over there. <laughs> general
1: Garvey, all right. I, I'd say like 31 14, something like that. All right, my man, next week we're talking playoff football on a Thursday presented by Dorn Mayhew. Enjoy the game this weekend, my man. Take care, guys. All right, that's Lomas Round, former Lion, member of the Lions Radio Network, presented each Thursday by Dorn Mayhew. Their world headquarters are in Troy, one of the countries and one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms. And Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder and joins us on Thursdays for the Dorn Mayhew chair office. Josh? Uh, Enjoy the weekend, the game, and we are talking playoffs next week.
7: Thank you.
0: Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
7: They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong.
1: Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have
8: to offer at ferris.edu. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. The day that is unmistakably yours, but the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort.
1: Bill Simonson here for my friends from Urban U. They are one of Michigan's top med spas. So if you're looking for top-shelf skin treatments, anti-aging body sculpting, and just overall skin wellness, Urban U can help you at one of their three West Michigan locations and also in downtown Northville on the east side of the state. Find out more at theurbanu.com. When was the last time you thought about your skin health and wellness? Like I said, skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, wellness, Botox, and more. But the professionals help you at Urban U, four locations in West Michigan. Downtown Grand Rapids, Naps Corner, also in Rockford, their Waxology, just north of GR. And you'll find an Urban U in Northville. If you want to discover everything they can do to help your skin wellness, go to theurbanu.com. The HUGE Show is back live across Michigan on a Honolulu boo. Honolulu boo? Hey, are you the Honolulu boo? Hey, are you moch? It's Honolulu boo. Honolulu blue. Friday presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu blue. Blue raspberry lemonade vodka. The ultimate game day and celebration beverage for adults. Blue raspberry Lemonade and vodka in the Honolulu Blue and Silver Can, get it at locations across Michigan. I know I've seen it in some center aisles at local Myers, Crush Grape, Naps Corner in Grand Rapids, has it, other spirit stores. Ask for it at your local bar, pub, or restaurant, Honolulu Blue and Coppercraft Distillery. And look for it inside Ford Field on Sunday. They got the Coppercraft Distillery Bar. And they got the kiosk mobile bar set up with Honolulu Blue inside Ford Field as they battle the Vikings. We'll talk to Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit, later in this broadcast. Mike Kimber, micro Mike. He said that Neil Rule from Detroit was talking some smack about me, said I'm a nobody on the west side of the state. Yeah. Really? I'm a nobody? Why are you talking about me? Huh? Huh? Oh, wait a minute. You're on a web-only feed. I'm on 19 radio stations. Oh, I only had a million people interact with me on the social networks last weekend. I'm a nobody. Like I told Superfly, I'm not even going to bring it up on air. I'm not. Can't let that stuff get to you. Neil Rule is a vagabond part-time. hack. who will take jobs like he's working on a Montana ranch for one week and another ranch the next week. Because he can't grab the bull by the horns and get a full-time gig that actually is on a radio station, but I'm on 19 statewide. And for the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Oh, excuse me, my podcast hits. Hundreds of thousands millions every year. Just search The Huge Show for the free podcast. But Neil Rule, is he still a voice of Oakland basketball? Oh, that's his claim to fame. Yeah, I got you, basketballs. I told Brett, I just let that stuff roll right in one ear and out the other. I'm not going to give Neil Rule the time of day. He's a West side, because they're saying Super Racide has chosen my show as his go to show, who's a well known sports radio caller. You know what? It's like picking Honolulu Blue on game days. It's better than trying to get the cheap ass vodka into some little Kool Aid packet. Super Racide knows excellence when he hears it. And Neil Rule, the voice of Oakland University basketball, on his online show. Online. You know what online means? You can't get on a radio station because nobody wants you. Like I said, Superfly, lesson learned. We let it go in one ear and right out the other. Speaking of my podcast, they are free, and we are everywhere—Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. All you have to do is search the Huge Show where you download podcast, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule when you want to. They're free. It's simple and easy. Just search the Huge Show where you download podcast. Big, bad, huge.
0: presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
1: It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by Copper Craft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team. The Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of Blue Raspberry Lemonade. This special limited edition canned cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Brew Friday on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Are you ready for huge
0: opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan?
1: What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on a Honolulu Blue Friday. Lions, Vikings, Sunday. Playoffs begin a week from this weekend. The Lions, I think, will be one of the night games, whether it's the Rams or the Packers, or if something else crazy happens. Saturday night or Monday night? I don't know if you want that Monday night playoff game and then get the short week into the next round of the playoffs. You you would prefer the Saturday night game. Get the full day of Sunday rest. We're talking playoffs with the Lions. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit. We'll join us later. Mike Kimber, Micro Mike. Team Huge for life. What up, doe? Lions Nation Unite with Herman Moore. Huge Nation Unite. We need a YouTube. Huge Nation Unite but we take on all the haters. I wonder if Micro Mike could switch his name to Super Huge. That'd be a horrible Marvel character. Just horrible. I'm not doing that. How am I going to get the bus out of the canyon? How am I? Plus the lion's are. We did throw out our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day. Your huge prediction on that Lions Minnesota game. I I'm going 31-14 Lions. You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-huge. Doug Karsh, Voice of Michigan Football will join us in a moment. Monday, I'll be with Johnny Brand Sr. at the Brands on Leonard. They got 250 tall Paps drafts from 3 p.m. until the end of the game Monday. Plus, they got two happy hours every day at all Brands locations, but you can join the huge show and the Michigan Sports Network with Johnny Brand Sr., Sandy Brand, and the Brand family. I'll be at the Brands on Leonard right off of 131 Downtown GR. Get there after work. You got the happy hour. You got the 250 tall Paps drafts be like an indoor tailgate party at Brands. And then right around 8 o'clock, Michigan and Washington for the college football playoff national championship. Did you give me the big house from Pop Evil for the hot pad? You didn't do that. What's going on with you today? It's like I don't know you. I think we need an exorcism up there at the Hayes Ranch. I mean, come on. Who doesn't love pop evil? And if you hear this song and you're a Michigan fan, that you don't get jacked. It's not working, buddy. You know, nothing against Mr. Brightside, but I'll take the old school in the big house from Pop Evil, West Michigan based band. That is such a well put together song. Away from the fact that it's about Michigan and their Michigan fans, it is just a kick ass rock song. It is well produced. It took me a lot with the band to find the right chords. It did. Doug Skeen, voice of Michigan football. No, you got, it's not Doug Skeen, you got Doug Karsh now. Skeen's coming up. Get your Doug straight, Superfly. He can't get his Doug straight. Get get, get your Dougs in a row right now, Superfly, on this show. You get your Dugs in a row or you're going home. How you doing, Doug Karsh, voice of Michigan football? Dude,
10: I, this isn't the first time that happened. I, I got to tell you a funny story. You know your boy, Palace? Yes. Okay, so he's a mess. We all agree, right? Yes. Uh, he, a couple years ago, the Wolverine put out their football preview magazine, okay? And before the season, you know, Chris Ballas, his prediction, John Morton, his prediction, they worked their way down. And it gets to Doug Skeen's prediction, except it says Doug Karsh, all right? And that year, Skeen, it was after the, the COVID year. I think Skeen picked Michigan to a 5-7 and 7 or 6-6. and 6 except they put Doug Karsh instead of Doug Skeen. So his fans started killing me, and I'm like, what did I do? And I found out later it was because they misprinted in print, in the magazine, they put Skeen instead of, K- or Karsh instead of Skeen. So uh, it's happened before. I took a lot of heat for Skeen that
1: year. Yeah, I bet Skeen called and Thank you. Yeah, We got stories. We got to get you up, Doug. We'll figure it out uh-huh. when we do our Tullymore Golf Spring and Fall Football Summits. We'll work around and... Maybe get you up for a Sunday afternoon. I know you got your gig down there and family commitments in Detroit, but you need to come up with us. We have a we have a great time with Superfly and Ballas. There's there's already been some stories from, we've done about six of them, that it's borderline hangover six, seven, uh, eight, uh, things that happen. You're like, how'd that happen? Where are we? What are we doing here? Uh, and we're all friends. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine. Yeah, Ballas refused to eat any food I would buy for him. Nothing. He, I go, is he fasting, Skeen? Is he fasting? Is he fa-? <laughs> <laughs> he's boycotting. boycott. Ballas has
10: a lie. My, my, he always says, my diet starts Monday. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> All right, Douglas, let's move on to that game Monday night and look back at Alabama this past Monday. Well, what, what's the one thing, obviously the victory, but beyond that, what, what's the one thing that will be with you the rest of your life? Not on air, I'm talking off air, that you witnessed Monday at the Rose Bowl. Oh,
10: what a great question. Uh, so, off air, uh, the scene is incredible. I mean, I people are probably sick of hearing about it. I said on the air, I think the Rose Bowl is to football what Augusta National is to golf. Amen. And i I would have no issue with them playing every national championship game there and people that haven't been there, you know, you're probably sick of hearing about it, but it's worth the trip. Um, And now that uh, UCLA is a conference foe, uh, I would recommend getting out there for it. But the setting is fantastic. The tailgating is fantastic. Michigan and Alabama fans got along really well in, in the interaction that I saw, which was really cool. Um, After the game, I had family there. I got two kids that are students there and relatives that are out there that are big Michigan fans. And we tailgated until the cops swept the golf course and told us it was time to go. Uh, We had a TV set up, satellite dish. It was great. And, um, you know, it was an incredible scene. And the people that were there can all probably attest to it. It was wonderful.
1: You know, the thing I remember being at the Rose Bowl for the 97 co-champion, co-national championship win over Ryan Leaf at Washington State, is that that was a great team. And I was I was doing sports radio at the time down in Austin, Texas. I took my brother surprise him for Christmas, and we uh, met up in, in Burbank Airport, and it was just an unbelievable. You know, got arrested and all that stuff the night before, but really, it's <laughs> long story. can't really go into it. We got yeah. to the game. Uh, my brother then almost got thrown out of the Rose Bowl because they weren't serving beer at the time because... I think it was a Sunday, if I remember, and something about Pasadena Ordinance, And uh, yeah, so anyway, those stories will live on with me and my brother like every time we see each other. But that was a great team, okay? That, and, yep. and, and this is a team you can tell that they love each other, play for each other. And I remember skiing uh, at both of our football summits in the last year saying that to be a champion – You have to have a locker room that will do anything for any player on that team.
10: So a couple stories I like to tell, and I've been around, you know, a sideline reporter for 16 years prior to the last two years being upstairs. And the, you know, you see teams that you can tell are closer than others. The one thing that stood out about this team is, is that closeness. And they have a saying, keep the main thing, the main thing, right? Don't, get caught up in all the rest of this stuff. We're here to win football games and keep the main thing, the main thing. And a couple of examples of it, Donovan Edwards midway through the season was meeting with the media and somebody said, Hey, you're not having a great year. And Donovan said, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. What do you mean? I'm not having a great year. He said, Well, your statistics are down. And Donovan said, We are undefeated. And my brothers, when they get in the end zone, it feels like I got in the end zone. I'm having a fine year. And we'll get it all sorted out, but don't say I'm not having a great year. We're undefeated. And after the Penn State game, JJ has always been a whatever it takes to win kind of guy. But remember, they ran the ball 32 straight times, and Jason Avant went in the locker room, and Jason said, "I'm a wide receiver," and Cornelius Johnson, "You're a wide receiver." How did it? You know, how was that? You know, not getting any passes thrown 32 straight. Cornelius said, "My day will come." It's 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 not about, we won, we did what we had to do to win the football game. So they've done a really good job at getting buy-in. And it's kind of a trickle-down effect, I think, from Aiden Hutchinson's class, where they keep the main thing the main thing. And they don't let anything else distract them. And it's it's worked to their benefit.
1: Doug Karsh uh, doing a great job as voice of Michigan football with Jansen in the studio. You can tell these dudes actually work at the same station, the ticket in Detroit. But uh, good friends. Uh, The connection comes through the radio, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. So, away from the Michigan defense, which was fantastic, and the fact that the Michigan offense had like 41 yards until that uh, final drive in regulation, they found a way to win. I I said that their defense would be the difference going into that game, and they have an SEC-like defense with speed to the ball at all 11 positions. Now you get a Washington team, which I think has been all year long the best offense Michael Penix Jr., the Indiana transfer, has been the best quarterback, if not player, all season long. How does Michigan match up against Washington Monday night in Houston?
10: It's a great question. And uh, you could scare yourself watching Penix film, I'll tell you that. Amen. Last time he faced Michigan, and he was in Indiana for four years, but he only played Michigan once, and he threw for something like 320 yards, three touchdowns, no picks in an Indiana win. So he's beaten Michigan before at Indiana. So he's got a lot more talent around him now in Washington. And I watched Washington play and you know watched a couple of games this week and just thought, wow, I, I don't know how you stop these guys. And then I remembered he didn't necessarily stop C.J. Stroud and Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jigba and Emeka Ibuka. He didn't really stop Marvin Harrison, but you still found a way – to win the game. And so that's what it comes down to is, is again, the main thing, the main thing, maybe you don't stop Michael Penix. Maybe he throws for a ton of yards, maybe uh, Roma Dunze and Jalen Polk and Jalen McMillan go crazy, but just find a way to win the game. And, you know, I I think a couple things to look for, for Michigan, we thought that the center of the Michigan D line could give Alabama's interior O-line problems. And they did, The one thing I see for this game, I expect a big game from Colston Loveland and A.J. Barner. I think tight ends can do some work against this defense. And I think Blake Coram. Blake Corham, the first nine games of the regular season, carried the ball 14 times a game. And against Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State, he was up close to 26 times a game. And I think we get 26 carries Blake Coram in this game. I think that's
1: the formula for Michigan to get the job done offensively. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they can't get into a 49 45 shootout. I'm not saying they couldn't win it, but you're really uh, playing right into Washington. I liked what Washington State did at the end, where they wanted to keep it low scoring. Washington did find a way uh, to win because of Penix and a great play call. And, you know, it's going to be an epic big game. I'm glad Texas isn't there or another SEC school. Uh, with the championship game down in Houston. And then there's the question that's out there. uh, Will J.J. and or Harbaugh both be gone or both be back?
10: Well, Harbaugh is impossible to read. Um, I talk to him every week, and he loves being the Michigan coach, but he's difficult to read. Uh, And in J.J.'s case, he will probably be the primary target in the Those Who Stay NIL campaign. Which helped keep around Blake Corum and Zach Zinner and uh, uh, Trevor Keegan and Cornelius Johnson, uh, Mike Barrett. So I think that you know they'll they'll focus on JJ, and that doesn't mean they'll have success. But JJ wired a little differently too. From day one, he's always been a team guy. Um, you know, he didn't the behind the scenes. I think there was a little bit of tension with K McNamara, but he always said the right thing and made sure it didn't serve as a distraction in any way. And you know, still to this day, he seems to be wired a little bit differently. So I wouldn't rule out him coming back. But um, Harbaugh's a very difficult read. Uh, If you're telling me he's staying, it wouldn't surprise me. If you're telling me he's going, it wouldn't surprise
1: me. And is Sharon Moore, the next head coach, based on the unexpected live audition he got for three games, I thought he did very well.
10: He did do very well. And, you know, he's considered a great recruiter and one of their best recruiters, Uh, very likable guy and seems to have uh, you know, taken a lot of what he's learned under Jim Harbaugh and applied it. I'm sure if, if Coach Harbaugh leaves and Sharon Moore stays, I suspect that Jim Harbaugh doesn't want to leave Michigan in the lurch. And so you know, there's a good chance that, that Sharon Moore will get to keep a, a number of the uh, coaches on the staff, and it's a really good staff. I mean, it is a really, really good staff. But I've been very impressed with Sharon Moore. And the thing is, he was doing triple duty in those games. He was head coach, he was O-line coach, and he was offensive coordinator. And there's only, I think, one other uh, coaching in in college football that serves as offensive coordinator and O-line coach. Um, And Schroen's juggled those duties uh, quite nicely. I suspect if he gets that coaching job, he'll probably stay on as offensive coordinator and be the play caller and get somebody else to be the O-line coach. But uh, how can you not be impressed with what he did under difficult circumstances? And I, I mean, I, Luke Fickle, right? Luke Fickle, a coveted commodity in college football. He served as an interim coach at Ohio State, and that was the year Ohio State went 6-6. Six and six. So it's a lot harder to do than than I think people realize. And Jerome Moore kept the train on the tracks in the most difficult part of the schedule.
1: And from the start with Harbaugh suspended by his own school, self-suspension, uh, and you look at the other Big Ten suspension and what this team has battled through and at Penn State and J.J. Hurd and uh, the amazing atmosphere for beating Ohio State for the third straight time, took care of business against Iowa, and then they knock off Saban. Michigan as the overall number one seed in the college football playoff and now a win away Monday night. Going to be in the college football playoff national champion. Before I let you go, Douglas, a year from now, less than a year from now, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, 2024, what will we be saying about Michigan football? Wow.
10: <laughs> so, and we're talking like 11 months from now?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, I'm now. saying 10, 11 months from now when that season is winding down, what are we saying about Michigan football and that new look Big Ten?
10: Uh, yeah, I suspect we'll be talking about how can they get into the playoff. I, I don't think next year... <laughs> it's so hard to predict because we don't know what the roster is going to look like. We don't know who's coming back. We don't know what they're going to get out of the portal, Um, but we're going to be entering an era of college football. I was thinking about this today where each and every week during the regular season, probably loses some intensity when you're undefeated because you know, you've got a loss or two to play with. Once you lose a game or two, then you really reach that intensity level because you're playing for your playoff lives. So, I mean, I I would suspect. I, I don't want to you know sell them short of what their off season might look like. I would suspect there'll be some losses and there'll be um, uh, you know a chance to they'll be looking at trying to get into the playoffs um, and with a, a loss or two. Uh, but it's like I said, it's impossible to say because we don't know what the roster is going to look like.
1: You just asked a riddle, man. I have no idea, Huge. <laughs> yeah, you don't know now. They re-recruit players, who leaves, hardball leaves. Yep. You don't know. I, I will say on paper, you see the schedule. Fresno State is no pushover to open up the season. Remember, college football is bumping up a little bit on days, August 31st to Saturday. Texas uh, at the Big House on September 7th. Arkansas State and Butch Jones if Butch is still the head coach and Clune Van Andel's a backup kicker out of Ada Forest Hills Eastern for Arkansas State, then USC at the big house. L- look at that in your first four games out, a- and all at home. You get Texas and USC at home. And then your first road game will be September 28th at Minnesota. What a September,
10: man. Oh. Well, it's crazy. I mean, but it is. That's what the new Big Ten is going to be like. I am trying to be very open-minded about it. this It's been rapid change, and I'm not saying change is bad. I hope we're headed to a better place. I'll say this, huge. College football has done some stuff Sunday through Friday that makes me uncomfortable, but Saturdays come, and it's still great. Amen, and brother. Ratings I'm... for the bowl games. The bowl game ratings reflect it. The Rose Bowl had 29 million people watching it. I mean, it's, it's wild how the game is. On the field, on Saturdays, I don't know if there's anything better.
1: Yeah, look at Michigan at home. Oregon, USC, and Texas at Washington uh, at Ohio State. They do get the Spartans at home. Man, that is that is one of the tougher schedules on paper right now because we don't know what it's going to be like nope. eight months from now. So that's kind of crazy. We do know Michigan-Washington Monday night in Houston. Doug Karsh will be on the call on the Wolverine IMG Network with Jansen and Jason uh, on the sidelines from Houston and Reliance Stadium, home of the Houston Texas, and the Texans and the Wolverines, who went away from being national champs. Douglas, I appreciate the time here on the HUGE Show across Michigan.
10: It's great as always, HUGE. Let me know if you need anything Monday.
1: All right, yeah, I will, man. Yeah, Doug Karsh, just the way he is right there on air is the way he is in person. And he's good friends with Ballas, one of two people who are me and Karsh. If you want to join in our Honolulu Blue Huge Question of the Day presented by Copper Craft Distillery. You're getting set for the Lions and the Vikings game day celebrating a W, that Blue Raspberry Lemonade Vodka adult crafted cocktail in a can. Look for it. I've seen it. Center Isle and some Meyer stores across the state. I know Gary has it at Crush Grape, Naps Corner. Nap in the Bell Line in GRL locations throughout Michigan. I do have the link where you can find it close to you. Go to Ad Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. The question What's the final score? Lions Vikings on Sunday. You can join us on the Mercantile Bank Listener Line at 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838 Huge. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000.
0: From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is HUGE.
1: TV that's mhsaa.tv 24/7 everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan log on to MHSAA.com.
8: Imagine this a day filled with indulgence bursting with excitement and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. a day that is unmistakably yours at a place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort.
1: huge show is back live across Michigan on a Honolulu Blue Friday presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue, the Blue Raspberry, Lemonade and Vodka Canned Adult Cocktail is the perfect game day and celebration beverage. Look for it. I've seen it Center Isle at some Meyer stores across Michigan. Your local spirit store. Good stuff from our friends at Coppercraft Distillery. Go to John and Holt listening on the game seven thirty a.m. You're on the Huge Show across Michigan. Hey
12: Huge, can
1: I get a prediction for Washington Michigan on Monday night? Washington Michigan Monday night. What did I put on? Uh, did I say thirty five twenty four? I think I said that. In my Huge predictions that I normally like to post on Fridays. Add Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Johnny, I appreciate the call and Holt there in the Lansing area. Thirty five twenty four Michigan. Speaking of the Lansing area, Tim Stout, the Dean of Sports. Weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. The HUGE show is honored to be back live weekdays, 3 until 6 on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. And Tim mm-hmm. is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. Happy New Year, my friend.
12: Happy New Year, Bill. Same to you.
1: All right, we'll get to the National Championship game in a moment. But Izzo, uh, man, uh, this team since the Baylor game looking like a top 10 team.
12: When they were four and five, Bill, I looked at their schedule and I looked at some of these national basketball analysts and they're all writing them off out of the tournament. And we have a ways to go. There's two months. I get all that. But I thought they've lost a good teams. The games were close. They haven't played very well, but it is so doggone early. Then I looked at their schedule uh, after they got to four and five. Win, win. Win, 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 win. They're gonna get through Penn State. They're gonna win every single one of those games, which they've done. So that's five straight. So now they're nine and five. And I beat I know everybody yaks about Northwestern. I get all that. I'd be stunned if State loses at Northwestern Sunday night. I I just I think talent's talent. So I went through their schedule today on the air from here to now that's assuming that their top guys don't get injured, and they tend to get injured year after year, so to assume that none of those guys are going to get injured over the next two months is maybe wishful thinking on their part. However, if they are healthy, I've I just I'm i never sold on all that hype for the Big Ten. I I just I thought Penn State was awful. I thought State played well, but Penn State was awful. It was a combination last time, but they beat them by 31. If I'd have had DraftKings with me, the game was 13. I had a friend say... Who would you take from 13? I said, State will cover that in five minutes. Penn State's awful. Now, I look ahead, and I, I don't see them, Bill, being worse than the Big Ten than 15-5, and five, and possibly better than that. And they already were 0-2. So I don't see them in the league providing they're healthy to key players because they can lose other players because I think they've got some some parts that will fit in there. I just don't see how they're going to be worse than 15-5, and five, which would make them 23-8. and eight. And they could be better than that because I just simply think when you look at who they play, they go to Illinois next week and that'll be hard. And they got to go to Purdue at the end of February and that'll be hard. I get that. And they have some real game, but but I I think the the, the league's four teams in the and the little ten. I think there are four teams in the league, no particular order: Purdue, Illinois, Michigan State, Wisconsin. I'm not going to Nebraska yet, even though they're eleven or two. They got to show me they can win on the road. So, in a nutshell, that's what I'm thinking at this point. Yeah, I'm
1: thinking the same thing. They're right there. A league is. Deep with teams along the similar parallel, but there's no really standout team, and that even includes uh, Purdue. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports Weekday mornings, ten a.m. on the game, seven thirty a.m. and Lansing. Huge show is back live weekdays at three on AM seven thirty in the capital city. Uh, your thoughts on Michigan-Washington Monday night?
12: I, I just think it's Michigan's year. I've got them thirty to seventeen. And I think it could be worse than that. I like Penn. Everybody likes Pennix. I like Pennix. What's not to like? I just think Washington has had a lot of things go its way in very close games. I just think Michigan's too close. I think Texas would have been a tougher matchup for Michigan because it would have been close to a home game, and it would have been an incredible comeback win for Texas. And I like Washington, all right, but I just don't think, Bill, I just don't think across the board... Uh, that they can do it. The other thing is, I didn't think Michigan played great against Alabama. I thought they played hard. But if you make mistakes that they made and you still beat Alabama, to me, that means you can play a better game the next week and even have a better result. Had they played the game of their life against Alabama and won, then you could say, well, are they ever going to do that again? That was the game of their life. I thought the Alabama-Michigan winner would win the national title. I still think that. Uh, and I think Pennix is the best player in the field. But I just, when he's, I I think Michigan's just got too much. I just think it's their year. And I just don't see him getting this far now and letting it get away. I would be surprised if Michigan lost Monday night.
1: Tim Stout from the Game 730 AM radio TV newspaper. The Dean of Sports in the Lansing area joining us on the Roast Dumber Coffee guest line. Uh, Coach Smith, Jonathan Smith, who has taken over Michigan State football from a distance. I think he's done everything and more than expected. I have heard some things that, you know, he's rubbing people the wrong way, and I can understand that because, A, he doesn't know who to trust yet. He's new. B, he wants to come in and reset everything from what it was, and I know when you get to boosters, when you get to personnel who has worked there forever, they're set in their ways, so I really don't buy into that. I, I like, again, from a distance... Uh, everything he's done since he's been hired. What have you heard, uh, both publicly, privately, about the coach and how he's connecting to everybody in East Lansing?
12: Well, he's had a lot on his plate, Bill, as you know, for the last month or so. I mean, he's had a lot of things to take care of, and as you suggest, and I agree, there are a lot of things he's got to undo. Uh, that just, you know, that Michigan State wanted to change relative to how football was going to be produced at Michigan State from the previous regime. Now, you know, you read about a player move, either a guy brought in or a guy's out of the portal or a guy's in the portal. I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of move, but yet through the end of spring practice, because I think at the end of spring practice, there's going to be more movement with players out, that either they want out or the players will want out themselves and they'll go find more players. I think they're very, very thin at quarterback. And I think how Child Adam Childs, who's their Oregon State guy, he's he's in school, so he'll be in spring practice. And based how he looks, I think will dramatically influence whether or not they think they're going to have to find more depth at position beyond what they already have. I, I think it's very difficult to ascertain where they are. I mean, they've got all these new coaches who've come from all over the place. You know, they got a guy yesterday who spent a year with the defensive coordinator at Minnesota, and that was seven years ago, so they bring him in. Um, I, I, you know, so you've got a staff that's got to get acclimated together. I think there's a lot, um, you know, of getting acquainted for everybody involved in that program off the field, in the coaches' offices, in the weight room, all those players, players coming out of the portal, players that are still going to go there, that it's extremely difficult to figure where they're going to be by the end of year one. I think one year from today, it'll be very interesting to see exactly where they are relative to everybody else on their schedule. But, you know, Bill, everybody else on their schedule has got a lot of changes coming, too. I mean, when they play Ohio State, that's going to be a different team. When they play Michigan, that's going to be a different team, let alone whether or not they've got any different coaches yet, if these teams yet moving forward. So I think January 4th or 5th, whatever we are today fifth whatever Uh, i think it's there's so many questions left to be answered because there's so many moving parts before the opening game that in michigan state's case is august 31st at home against florida atlantic um i have not heard about any feathers that he's ruffled the wrong way so that i'm unfamiliar with at least in any you know direct area i will be curious to know because two Months from the day the new president is to begin, is Michigan State going to try to have all of the legalities involving Tucker's arrangement behind him? so that he doesn't have to face that or deal with any of that, or is it going to spill over into his regime once we get to March? I think that'll be fascinating to watch legally moving forward over the next two months.
1: Yeah, it's not ruffling feathers. It's just a guy that is coming in, doing his thing. It was total disarray with Michigan State football, and we may even drift into the athletic department and president's office. That's... Uh, not an understatement by any means. And I could see where he's moving 100 miles an hour trying to get a staff. I like that there's not a lot of connection to people there that Barnett moved on and more, and I just think it's good for Michigan State. And when you get to Florida Atlantic and at Maryland and Louisiana at home and Boston College on the road and Ohio State and at Oregon and Iowa and at Michigan, they got a salty schedule. Everybody does now with the addition of, of the Ford pac Pac-12 schools. So I can't wait to see what Coach Smith will do. Stout on Sports, weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show, back live weekdays at 3 in Lansing on the game, 7.30. a.m. Hey, um, great to hear all the Lansing callers, the emails, tweets, Facebook posts. Thank you so much. Timmy, I always appreciate your time and your huge opinions.
12: Absolutely enjoy the game, Bill. Talk to you again soon. Keep up the good work. Good to have you on board.
1: Yeah, Tim Stout. And and a big supporter of the show and how we got back on at three. He's the boss. It's like Tony Soprano going, you know what? You're going to put him on that tree. You don't put him on that tree, chances are I don't know if you're showing up for what tomorrow. <laughs> if you want to join in our Honolulu Blue Huge Question of the Day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Lions final score on Sunday, regular season finale. I think I have 3114. What's your number? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE on the Mercantile Bank listener line.
0: Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
11: It's as easy as 1-3... Wait, that's not how it goes. It's 1-2-3... Like this. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police wants you to remember, always wear your seatbelt. Make it part of your routine. Just like that. Got it? Seatbelts save lives. And using them is as easy as one, two, three.
1: Distillery. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Welcome to the Drew World Order.
13: Drew Hill, Friday, January
4: 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Show The soulful Bad Boy RB. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets started at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at eTix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th. at Sorry Evil
1: Casino. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is. Is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. You're listening to the huge
0: show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit Lions, NFC North insider. He'll join us coming up in about 15 minutes. Mike Kimber, micro Mike, Mike on YouTube, and also Kimber's part of Herman Moore's Lions Nation Unite. We'll talk Lions, Vikings, upcoming playoffs, Tim McCullough, the fun governor. From the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We'll tell us about the great shows and giveaways happening at Soren Eagle. And I'll end today's broadcast with a tribute to the late Jerry Wilkins. Wife of Derek Wilkins. Mother, grandmother. Great family. Part of the extended Brand family. Johnny Brand Sr. and Sandy Brand. And they loved... Everything about the Wilkins family. So that will be at the end of today's broadcast. Speaking of the Brands, on the lighter side of life, Monday I will be watching Michigan-Washington at the Brands on Leonard with Johnny Brand Sr. Right off of 131, downtown GR. If you're in the Grand Rapids area, call ahead, reserve a table, make plans to join us. I think around, what, 8 o'clock is the kick. He'll have 250 Paps drafts, tall drafts, 3 p.m. until the end of the game. So you get out of work, bring the family, the friends, the co-workers, come enjoy uh, one of their two happy hours they have every day at all brands locations, and then get ready for the Wolverines and the Huskies for the college football playoff national championship with the huge show in the Michigan Sports Network at the Brands on Leonard, just off of 131 in downtown G.R., And remember the 250-tall Paps drafts, three until the end of the game. So that's going to be a party Monday. Call ahead, reserve a table. Uh, They also have the bar will be wide open. It'll be a good time. Can't wait to see Johnny Brand Sr. and the crew on Monday for Michigan-Washington at the Brands on Leonard. Now, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. And you can catch up and listen when you want to. Just search The Huge Show.
0: Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
1: It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the HUGE Show Across Michigan, presented by Copper Craft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team, the Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of Blue Raspberry Lemonade. This special limited edition canned cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Blue Friday on the huge show across Michigan presented by Coppercraft Distillery. What's up, Michigan? It is hour number three on a Honolulu Blue Friday, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer in a moment, Jeremy Reisman, one of the great opinion makers when it comes to the Lions and the NFL from Pride of Detroit. He'll join us. We'll talk about the regular season finale this weekend in downtown Detroit against Minnesota. And we'll talk playoffs. Yeah, we're talking playoffs. If you have a Lions comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE show on Twitter, the HUGE show on Facebook. and can also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Let's go talk about the Lions. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit, is standing by in the Roast Coffee guest line. What's up, my man? Not too much, man. How are you doing? Happy Friday. Yeah, you know I'm trying to get everything in the rearview mirror off the end of that Cowboys game, but the more I look at the playoff picture online, the more I break it down. That is a tough one to shake, Jeremy. It really is.
14: Yeah, no question, and and you know we're almost a full week in the rearview mirror, and and yeah, I think you know the the one seed was always kind of a, a long shot, and and you know. I, I I don't I don't think the forty ers were going to lose either their two remaining games. They might, might end up losing this week, but obviously situation is different. But yeah, that two seed certainly would would feel pretty nice. It was kind of right there within their grasp, especially with a, a Vikings team coming in this week that isn't playing their best football right now. Is kind of you know maybe had all the the energy ripped out of them last week, and so you know they'd be in a, a win, and you're in on the two seed situation right now if they had won that game, and to have it ripped out in a way that was so unique and frustrating and you know the NFL continues to dig their heels in which I think continues to make the matter even more frustrating for Lions fans so yeah it's hard not to at least think about it a little bit this week as Lions head into a relatively meaningless game because of that uh, um, result.
1: I don't know if the rah-rah chip on your shoulder mantra works as much in the NFL unless you're turning around and playing that team really quick which the Lions could Uh, in the playoffs, but uh, let's move ahead and think about this team and where they're at right now because the one thing I took from that game that I wanted to see based on the Cowboys just hammering everybody at home this year is that I wanted that to have the feel of a playoff game, and you know what? It did start to finish.
14: Question, and I guess maybe that's the positive spin. You you pull on all this situation is, are the line, do the Lions really need to be that scared if they have to go to Dallas in, in a couple of weeks in that divisional round? Probably not anymore, right? They, they certainly are going to have the confidence that they can hang with the Cowboys. They have the evidence that they can hang with the Cowboys, and now they have a little bit of, a, of that chip on your shoulder, as you, you mentioned, and I'm kind of with you. I'm not sure if, if that's a real thing or not, or if that really helps. Um, I think we tend to just kind of attribute that to if if the lines win that game it's oh because they had a chip on their shoulder if they lose that game it's probably like ah oh, they weren't focused enough they were too f- focused on revenge and and all this sort of stuff and so um yeah all those intangibles are kind of silly but but yeah I, that that performance against Dallas i think you know we're we're not talking more of moral victories or anything like that but you held a Dallas team that was scoring an average of 40 points a game at home to half that to 20 and that's a huge deal for a Lions defense that has a lot of question marks for them to hold Dak Prescott relatively in check I know he still had 300 yards and I know CeeDee Lamb had the game he did but outside of that one huge 92 yard play I think the Lions pass defense was actually surprisingly good in that game and that has to be uh, a confidence booster to fans. It's probably a confidence booster to some of the players out there. And I think it's showing that there's a little bit of a defensive turnaround happening in this last month of the season. And and that's what you want to see. You want to see this team trending in the right direction as they head into the playoffs. And I think on the defensive side of the ball, you can say that they are.
1: Jeremy from pride of Detroit joining us on the roast Umber coffee guest line here on the huge show across Michigan. You can look at this season and I, I don't think I'm saying anything that most won't feel or don't feel is that the Lions, to me, have been a better team on the road. And I don't know if that's because you're young and you get on the plane and you're in the team hotel and you're on the buses and uh, you're away from family and friends, but you you can check the boxes on big wins this year. And I'm trying to think, well, what's the biggest home victory? Seriously, what is it?
14: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I wonder, what, yeah, in, in terms of like, most impressive. I don't. I don't know if there's really a great one out there. You know, I, I think the the Raiders game was a big one in that. You know, it was bouncing back from that Ravens game. It was probably their best front to back performance they've really had all season in terms of just utterly dominating a, a Raiders team that was not that good. I mean,
1: Broncos. I guess maybe is, is maybe the other one. Yeah, that Broncos team was, was hot, right? That would be that would, be, a, that would be it to me. I agree with you. Yeah. I was going to say Raiders Monday night or Broncos because. They needed the bounce back after Chicago. That was really a must-win situation. I'll go the Saturday night game against the Broncos.
14: Yeah, I think that makes sense too, because remember that I, we can say what we want about the Broncos now, but at the time they had won six of their last seven games. Their their defense was really, really hot, and, and for the Lions to go out there and, and hang, what was it, forty two on them or whatever it was, um, that was their best overall performance this and or this year and and yeah, you're right. It was it was a needed game considering there were some people questioning whether this team was going to lose their grasp on the division, maybe even lose their grasp on on a playoff spot at that point. And so that feels like kind of a pivot point um, where they pulled themselves out of the hole there and and we're seeing them playing better football since.
1: And you look at getting guys back, it kind of gives a fresh start, a a second wind. Again, we can use every sports cliche in the book, Jeremy, but CJ coming back, Houston coming back, uh, bugs got picked up by the chiefs on their practice roster. But Playoff ready, again, the visual and the results outside of you know the officials robbing them. They were there uh, against Dallas. Their track record on the road this year shows they can go anywhere in the playoffs and, and take it into the fourth quarter. So let's talk about guys getting healthy and not really the impact on a regular season finale that means nothing against the Vikings on Sunday. But I'm talking and looking ahead to the playoffs.
14: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it right there, CJ Gardner-Johnson's probably the biggest name. It's it's kind of weird. He's walking into a weird situation here where, you know, obviously Fatou Melifano was playing really, really good football right now, and I think they like Kirby Joseph a lot. So I'm not sure that CJ Gardner-Johnson walks into the lineup and is suddenly a starter that is playing 100% of the snaps. I think they'll probably split between those guys a bunch. That's kind of what the, the word out of Allen Park is here this week. Um, but like, don't, don't sleep on Ali McNeil coming back. You know, he's only missed a month. He's only missed four games, but he's a guy probably pretty much one of the only guys on the team that can provide some interior pass rush. Despite the fact that he missed four games, he still is second in the team in sacks and pressures. So um, that's, you know, considering the lines have found a little bit that, that have worked in terms of pressure and, and, and getting interceptions and all that defensive turnaround, getting Aleem and CJ Gardner back Gardner Johnson back uh, is going to, definitely provide a big boost. I'm not as big on the return of, uh, of James Houston. And the only reason I say that is because this kid hasn't played in four months and he's not going to play this week. So he, you know, he's going to have to shake off the rust in the middle of a playoff game. And so I don't know if the lines are going to trust him to have, you know, like 15, 20 snaps when it's going to be his first game in, in you know, since September, um, but, you know, if the Lions get deeper and deeper into the playoffs, that's when I think James Houston could have maybe a bigger and bigger impact because they could certainly use the pass rush, too.
1: Stafford and the Rams, it's lurking there. It really comes down to it looks like the Packers or the Eagles to the Lions, or Packers or the Rams uh, right. to the Lions. Uh, one of those two, I again, anything can happen. It is the NFL and, and any given game. But, yeah, I just can't get over what that Stafford versus Goff. Uh, that that will have to be the Saturday night national game or the Monday night game if that's the case.
14: Yeah, I mean it. It, it almost feels like fate at this point with just the the incredible storylines that that are going to be there. Stafford playing his first playoff game in Ford Field, <laughs> and and obviously all the stuff with um, Jared Goff too. Right? I mean, I know Jared Goff has already had his game against the Rams in L.A., but this is kind of a whole another beast because the whole reason that they moved on from him in L.A. is that he couldn't win the big games in the playoffs. He wasn't the guy that was going to take him to the Super Bowl. So I think um, pretty huge week for him if, if that's what it ends up being as well. And um, not to mention, it's also just kind of like a really good matchup. I think the, the Rams are kind of a fascinating team that's coming on strong here at the end of the last, at the end of the season. One of the best passing offenses in the league against one of the best overall offenses in the league in, in the Lions. So um, it would actually, I, I think, be a legitimately good football game outside of all of the crazy narratives that, that are going to be in Detroit for for the next week or so. You
1: know, the question is, too, when when you're looking at this final game and you already have playoff spots locked up, and I'll even talk about the Rams mm-hmm. uh, and the Niners that we mentioned, and you look at the Lions, you know, Dan Campbell said he's going to play as starters, and I was thinking he was going for two, three times at the end against Cowboys because he's going to use this as a rest week. That that's a that's a pivotal coaching decision here that if McVeigh or whoever it is uh that's coming in, if they have a team with a lot of rest and the Lions play their starters. I'm still trying to figure that out. What's your take on that?
14: Yeah, I'm I'm kinda with you. I, I don't I don't love the idea of not at least giving, you know, like Amon Ra, Jared Goff, Aiden Hutchins, and giving those guys some rest just because they've, first of all, they've earned it. Those are some of the hardest working players on the team. And, and second of all, yeah, I just, I don't view this game as that important. Um, that said, I think you, you, I mean, I think it would look pretty foolish as well. Like if the Lions somehow get the help that they need, if if somehow the Cowboys lose to Washington, if somehow the Eagles lose to the Giants, well, you just rested all your starters and gave away the, se- the second seed. And that, you know, the difference between the two seed and the three seed is big enough where I think. Um, it warrants at least some discussion about trying even as, as much of a long shot as it is. Whereas, you know, with the Rams, the six versus seven seed doesn't really matter. Um, you're not going to get a home playoff game either way. Two versus three seed is, is the difference between one playoff game and, and two guaranteed home playoff games. Obviously, if you win your first one. So, I get it from Dan Campbell, and 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 I'm not going to bury him for for making this decision, but at the same time, it's probably not the decision I would make just because of how long, shot, how much of a long shot it is for those other two um, outcomes to happen. And unfortunately for for Dan, the the Cowboys game and the and the uh, Eagles game are both at 4:30 or 4:25 or whatever. So he's not going to know the outcome of those games. So it's not like you know, if one game is going one way, he can start pulling his starters in the second half. He's just going to have to play. Start us throughout the entire game and, and, and
1: try to win it. Because the Rams are going to rest Stafford, uh, Aaron Donald, uh, Cooper Cup, uh, Kyron Williams, Ernest Jones. They're going to rest uh, most of their marquee players, which is interesting because you're looking at the Rams and and, and uh, you know the Packers uh, can sneak in. Uh, it's going to be really you know because you're McVay and you're like, would you rather go to Detroit? Or would you rather go to Dallas or Philly, right? right? I it, It's it's that chess here at the end with these coaches versus rest and playing your players. I think, as I digested it the last couple of days, that what he's doing is playing his starters, going to go out and win that game just in case something happens in the late games. You don't want people screaming, well, if you would have played your starters, you could have had the two seed, right?
14: Right. Oh yeah, I think that's exactly. It. I think I think you, you'd look you'd look foolish if that were to happen again. Right. I don't think it's going to happen. Dallas is, I think, a thirteen or a fourteen point favorite this week. But um, yeah, you you got to cover yourself there. And, and I mean, I, I get the you don't want your guys to get injured and all that sort of stuff. Of course, you don't want any of that sort of stuff. But it's it's football. It's you know you were you earned this luxury of even having the option um, to rest your starters because you've played so well, and so. I, I think you kind of have to honor the, the coach's decision there, even if you might not agree with it. I think I think you can certainly understand it. Just with the two-seed technically still available there, you want to do everything you can to put your team in the best position to, to make a deep playoff run, and two potential home playoff games is, is a big deal.
1: Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit. You can follow him on Twitter, Pride of Detroit, Facebook, Twitter, online. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line, talking uh, Lions Minnesota this weekend and the playoff setup. Uh, right now, uh, Pro Bowl was nice to the Lions and NFLPA. This is something that I don't know if it's new, where they pick who they thought you know the players do the defensive coordinator of the year, and it was interesting that Aaron Glenn got it.
14: Yeah, yeah. So the way that works is it's, it's a survey where they're asking their own players to basically grade their coaching staff, and so um, the Lions players essentially gave Aaron Glenn the best grade of any coordinator, not just offensive, defensive, special teams of any coordinator. No one got higher marks than, than Aaron Glenn from his own teammates. And um, you know, if you talk to any of of the players in this locker room, like you'd understand that they, they have such an immense, immense amount of respect for the guy you know, he played ten years in the league. He, he's, a, he's a Pro Bowler. Um, he knows what they're all going through, and he can be tough on them at times. And that's kind of what we've heard this week is like he's a guy that can be very tough on them, but you you respect that, and he and he's never over the top. He's never disrespectful in in any sort of way. He's just he he's hard on them because he cares for them because he knows what they're going through. And so um, I think that speaks a lot to his leadership. I think it speaks a lot to his ability as a potential head coaching candidate. In fact, that's why the NFL. PA even put it out. They said, we want these coordinators to kind of be highlighted and celebrated before we get to this coaching carousel right around the corner here. So I think, you know, this, this could boost his stock a little bit. And, and, you know, an owner that that can see how, how good of a leader he is. You, you may have questions about how he runs a defense and his play calling and his scheme and all that sort of stuff, but I don't think there's anything that, that that's questioning Aaron Glenn's leadership, and, and that was a good way of highlighting it.
1: And you see that on the sidelines uh, when there's a big play, he'll be the first guy chest bumping, jumping up uh, with yeah. the players. You know, I, I'm trying to not play the devil's advocate here, but there are so many great stories from this season, beginning with that opening win at Kansas City, that I'm I'm trying to figure out the negatives on this year, on the field, off the field. You know, maybe getting embarrassed by. The Packers on Thanksgiving Day, but then they always find a way to bounce back. I, it really is tough to see any negative veins on the field or off the field right now with this team and the organization.
2: Yeah, no,
14: I mean the vibes. The vibes are very good right now because, you, as you said it, like they, this team did have a midseason lull. They had a, a situation where you know you you lose to the Packers, you lose to the Bears a couple weeks later, and, and suddenly you're like, well. This this team isn't necessarily the team that I think it they are. And and there are still people that, that say that. You know, they they do only have one win against a team with their winning record if, if you if you you know, parse apart their their schedule and, and you look at um some of the opponents that they have and haven't beaten. But at the same time, you know, they've beaten a lot of eight and eight teams, they've beaten a lot of seven and nine teams. So like they're right there and if they hadn't beaten those teams they would have winning records. And so um yeah, the, the, the vibes are really good. I would say that maybe the only source of anxiety or, or fear really comes from the fact that I think the rest of this division is starting to play good football. And, and 2024, I think, is going to be a very different outlook on the NFC. It's not going to be as easy for Detroit to kind of walk their way in, into a division title. Um, but, you know, no no reason to worry about that yet. Um, the Lions still have everything this season in front of them. And I, I, I think the game in Dallas last week proves that they can pretty much hang with anyone in this conference, which means – guys kind of limit over the next month and that's uh, that's something to not only be excited about but, but that should be the primary focus and not exactly what the future of this division holds.
1: Yeah, wins at Kansas City, at Tampa, at Green Bay. Should have had a win at Dallas. Uh, took care of business to win the NFC North uh, in Minneapolis which hasn't been easy for anybody even with Cousins gone. Uh, unbelievable season. Not over yet. Get the regular season wrap up this weekend against the Vikings and then We'll see who's coming to Detroit. Will it be Stafford? I I mean, man, the, the walk-up to that would just be uh, phenomenal. Or, you know, the Packers are playing with house money right now. If they get in, they have nothing to lose. They're still young with their quarterback and receivers. I love it that uh, we're talking Lions and NFC playoff runs and everything. It's just been a magical season. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit. Follow him, Twitter. Uh, Facebook, online, their team, everything you need when it comes to the Lions. Jeremy, as always, a great conversation, and enjoy that Vikings game. All right, sounds good. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, back at you. Jeremy Reisman checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Speaking of the Lions, how would you like to win Lomas Brown's Lions golf card? Now, this is a tricked-out golf card uh, from Drew and his team at Impact Power Sports. Uh, They're on 14 Mile in Rockford. They're Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart uh, go-to dealer. And it's going to be a huge year uh, for everybody at Impact Power Sports. Uh, Now, here's what's happening. They've been awarded the Yamaha golf cart contract for the entire West Michigan area. They'll be offering new and new sales, service, and rentals at their Rockford location. They're also excited to announce that they'll be expanding the Impact brand to other locations throughout Michigan in the next coming months. And also, they've added an entire new outdoor power line for both residential and commercial lawn applications, including mowers, blowers, trimmers, trailers, and accessories with trusted brands like Echo, Country Clipper, Joystick, mowers, Mowers, and native trailers, uh, to name a few. Also, they have their uh, Avaton Uh, e-bike line with an assortment of many different types of electric bikes and accessories to fit your every need. And now they partner with Lomas Round, what we said, with the Lions golf cart. All you have to do is text IMPACT to 21000. And the huge show in the Michigan Sports Network, proud to partner with Drew and the crew at IMPACT Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford, Michigan's go-to destination for all your power toys and all your power needs. Now, if you want to meet Lomas Brown, he'll be at the Impact Power Sports booth at the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit in Novi at Suburban Collection Show Place on Friday, January 12th. He'll be there 2 until 4 p.m. with that golf cart you could win by just texting Impact to 21,000. We'll give that away at the Telemore Golf Resort, the huge golf event in the summer of 2024, which is this year. So stop by. The Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit, if you're going in Novi Suburban Collection Showplace. Huge show will be broadcasting live 3 until 6 in Novi, and Lomas will be there with that Lions golf cart. You could win exactly the same tricked-out golf cart he has. Make sure you text IMPACT to 21000 and stop by and meet Lomas Brown and myself Friday, January 12th at the Impact Power Sports booth at the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit Inside Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi.
0: From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge.
1: It's time to go in the
8: huddle. One, two, three, three,
15: DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Lions have hung their NFC North Division championship banner inside Allen Park and the accolades just keep on rolling this week with five players selected to the Pro Bowl. Jalen Reeves-Maven on special teams, Aiden Hutchinson on defense, and Frank Ragnall-Panaisu and rookie Sam Laporta on the offensive side. A whopping seven alternates, including quarterback Jared Goff, running backs Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown, guard Jonah Jackson, linebacker Alex Anzalone, and punt returner Khalil Brayman. A well-deserved job well done by all of those men representing the Detroit Lions, and of course to the man doing the grocery shopping to put this recipe together, General Manager Brad Holmes. What a testament to his work over the past three seasons.
8: Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort.
1: Bill Simonson here for my friends from Urban U. They are one of Michigan's top med spas. So if you're looking for top-shelf skin treatments, anti-aging body sculpting, and just overall skin wellness... Urban U can help you at one of their three West Michigan locations and also in downtown Northville on the east side of the state. Find out more at TheUrbanU.com. When was the last time you thought about your skin health and wellness? Like I said, skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, wellness, Botox, and more. Let the professionals help you at Urban U, four locations in West Michigan. Downtown Grand Rapids, naps Corner, also in Rockford or Waxology just north of GR, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. If you want to discover everything they can do to help your skin wellness, go to the UrbanU.com.
3: Kick off the new year with great deals at Meyer, like buy one, get one free select vitamins. And hand weights are buy one get one 50% off. Plus, active fitness recovery products are 20% off. Start the year off right and get everything you need for a healthier you in one stop at Meijer. And pay the same low Meijer prices no matter how you shop, in-store, or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meijer app. You're
0: listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Friday edition with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. Lions wrap up the regular season Sunday against the Vikings. Mike Kimber, micro Mike, Mike on YouTube. Also, Mike, part of the Lions Nation uh, Unite with Herman Moore. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. And, uh, Mike, the magical run continues in terms of the Lions preparing for the playoffs. I believe the Dallas game is in the rearview mirror. There's nothing Uh, they can do. So what do you expect Sunday against Minnesota?
11: I fully expect the Detroit Lions players to come out there and play with a passion. I think it's going to be a very emotional game for them after what occurred with the Dallas Cowboys game. They probably want to come out and assert their dominance on both sides of the football, the line of scrimmage there in the offensive and defensive line. Players were talking all week about how irritated and frustrated they were. Aiden Hutchinson, St. Brown, uh, players uh, posting on social media. I fully expect them to come in this attitude where it's kind of Detroit versus everybody and show that they can be a team that can beat the Dallas Cowboys and or the Philadelphia Eagles. Go out there on Sunday and absolutely dominate. Now the thing is, is, how long are the starters going to be in the game? That will be a question mark there.
1: How long, uh, if you're Dan Campbell, how long would you play your starters Sunday? Me
11: personally, I would probably do a half. That's the route that I would go. If Dan Campbell, I'm going to assume he probably plays him all the way to the fourth quarter. Give them that they they want to still have that that heat on them and continue to win and and show out. But players who are injured or just dinged up probably will not be playing in this game just to be on the cautious side, like a Jamison Williams who dinged up his ankle for the Dallas Cowboys game.
1: So when you look at the playoff tree and the possibilities, it really seems like it's the Rams or the Packers in Detroit for that first-ever playoff game at Ford Field, what's a better fit for the Lions to advance to the second round of the playoffs, Green Bay or L.A.?
11: When I look at both teams, I actually think a better fit for the Detroit Lions would probably be the Rams. We're good against quarterbacks who generally stand in the pocket, and we have issues with the mobile quarterbacks if you look what the rams are obviously they got matthew stafford right he's not a lamar jackson type or someone that's going to consistently get out of the pocket and try to extend the play i think that's a better fit for the detroit lions from there even though obviously we're going to have all the headlines stafford return to detroit but from a a scheme perspective i think this defense could do really good against that type of offense
1: So when you look at the Lions and they seem to be postseason ready, playoff ready, whatever you want to call it, start to finish in the Cowboys game, uh, what is missing from them going straight through the NFC to Vegas in the Super Bowl? Or do they have everything they need? They
11: don't have everything they need. Obviously they need some help from the defense, right? You need another pass rusher, maybe a cornerback, but if you look at the other defenses, they're huge. Dallas Cowboys, we literally just faced them. We can beat them. The Philadelphia Eagles defense is struggling. It's San Francisco that's probably the more complete football team, so they need to get a little bit more pressure if you want to compete with that team. they got a great offensive line over there for San Francisco. They know how to run the football. I think we can stop and slow down their run with run CNC uh, but I think we'll have an issue getting to the quarterback consistent basis but look I think this team has a legit shot to make a run I don't think there's that much of a difference when you look at the Cowboys and Eagles and the Lions I think the Lions probably are better of those teams it's just San Francisco right there is probably the most complete
1: Cowboys game showed me they're ready to make a run I'll say that even with all the drama at the end and the ridiculous call by Allen uh, that they are they are ready for a run cuz nobody nobody this year has played the way the lions have against the cowboys in dallas nobody
11: nobody and what really impressed me about this game is how the defense played they were mixing their defensive schemes up afutu malfanu continues to be a game changer and they held the dallas cowboys to 20 points something that dallas was averaging 40 they literally cut them down by one half at their house. I was really impressed with this defense. I think we know this offense. Sometimes it can struggle, but we know the, the extent and the ceiling of this offense. It could be great. It was more the question of can the defense step up, and they stepped up against a really good offense. The, the Cowboys' offense is really good, top three nearly in every statistical category, and they did a phenomenal job sacking Dak Prescott and holding down a lot of these weapons, excluding C.D. Lamb, They did a really good job. Like you, even though we lost and it stinks, it really showed me that this team is not a fluke. It's not a joke. They can compete with anybody.
1: I agree. Uh, That's what I took from uh, the trip to Dallas. Mike Kimber, Micro Mike on YouTube, part of the Lions Nation Unite uh, with Herman Moore joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Before I let you go, what's your prediction on the Lions and the Vikings on Sunday?
11: I got the Detroit Lions winning this game. I feel like Minnesota kind of hung it up a little bit if you watch the Packers game. I got the Lions winning 27 21, but I could see a situation where the Lions throw 40 on them just from an emotional standpoint. What occurred with the Dallas game, maybe they want to put their dominance, but I fully expect the Detroit Lions victory here.
1: Michael, always appreciate your time here on the Hube Show across Michigan. Oh, thank you so much. One Pride. All right, there he goes. One Pride. I like that. Uh, Mike Kimber, uh, micro Mike on YouTube, part of Lions. Nation Unite. Is it Lions Nation or Nations? Yeah, Lions Nation Unite uh, that he does uh, with Herman Moore. You can search YouTube uh, for that. If you want to join in on this Honolulu Blue Friday presented by Coppercraft Distillery, I'm telling you right now, uh, the greatest game day beverages at Honolulu Blue, Blue Raspberry Lemonade, Vodka, in the Honolulu Blue and Silver Cans. Available in stores all across Michigan. Ask for it at your local bar, restaurant, or pub. It's produced by our friends from Coppercraft Distillery. They're based in Holland, Michigan, on the west side of the state, with our affiliate WHTC. So when you're celebrating a victory or getting set for a Lions game or any game, nothing beats a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery.
0: Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeShow.net.
1: We are back inside the leadership locker room. Bill Simonson with Greg Harris. He has his book Sage Advice, which covers leadership and all the principles necessary to run a business, own a business, and be a part. Of a successful business and he joins us back in the locker room how you doing my man
16: bill great to see you today all right let's
1: talk about sage advice which now is available on amazon people can get it wherever they uh, download their books or buy them but uh, let's give a thumbnail version of what sage advice is all about
16: i think it came down for me bill i'm not a self-made person and most of us aren't people had influence mentors coaches are we coachable uh, the wisdom they have that we can pass on I thought to myself, I'm going to write it and I'm going to interview a lot of folks. My parents, my grandparents really gave me some great nuggets of truth to live by. And I share them with the audience. It's a fascinating book. It's a little embarrassing because I didn't heed all of their advice all the time. I'm not perfect. But the book itself is a pretty much a celebration of honoring your elders and adhering to some wisdom they earned.
1: Greg Harris, Sage Advice. If people want to read this book, uh, the online version... Uh, I assume they get a paperback. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do they go to get sage advice?
16: You can go to MaximizeLeadership.com. MaximizeLeadership.com. Or you can go to Amazon and put in the sage advice, Greg Harris, and oh, it pops you, up number you, one.
1: You now, you can get delivered by the Amazon truck. I can even do it in my Suburban if, I, if, if it's really good. Amazon's using those EV vehicles. I don't do EV. You no. can't hear them coming. No, no, they're sneaky. They're sneaky. Knock, knock. What's there? I got you sage advice from Greg Harris. Here's Sage Advice. I'll give you Sage Advice. Some gas. Don't buy an EV. Gas (laughs) in that van. (laughs) Again, look for the book Sage Advice. Greg Harris joins us in the leadership locker room here on the Huge Show across Michigan.
4: Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy, of R&B, Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino.
0: To the HUGE show on the Michigan
1: Sports Network. Let's go check in with the fun governor, Tim McCullough, from the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort and find out what's going on in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. How you doing, Timmy?
13: Man, I am enjoying the day, Bill. Uh, Made it through the New Year's. Everybody had a blast. Everybody had fun. I appreciate you coming out. And now we're in January, and we got January fortunes to talk about every Friday in January from 3 to 10 p.m. Four winners each hour from 3 to 10. We we'll get a chance to select a lucky fortune cookie, I should say, and win a cash and/or premium play. Uh, you can win up to $5,000 in cash and/or premium play. So that's a whole lot of fun right there. And hopefully uh, you get that 5000 And I'm speaking to everybody that's listening, of course. And then, of course, our. Our winter blitz is happening Saturdays in January. Our truck giveaway, way that works from five to eleven p.m. You can win your share of one hundred and seventy thousand dollars in cash and prizes every hour, from five to eleven. Two lucky Access Club members, which is absolutely free. All you got to do is show up, give us your ID, and we'll get you hooked up. Win two thousand dollars in cash. Uh, if a, a drawn winner doesn't claim their prize, so you hear Bill's name and he doesn't go up and get that. Uh, We'll hold it over to the next drawing until it is claimed, so a chance to get even more money. And then uh, January 27th, write that down, 11 p.m., 11 p.m., January 27th, giveaway 2024 GMC Sierra uh, uh, pickup. So it's going to be great. Uh, It's a great package put onto that truck, and uh, everybody would be happy to win a brand-new truck. I know I would coming into the new year. That makes it a whole lot of fun. And then we get back to entertainment uh, Monday that's right. Monday. Write this down. The 8th. Three Kings Entertainment Hall. Only $25. Hold on, you're talking too fast. I'm writing it down. Hey, know it, right? $25. That's it. Come see the Three Kings. So Elvis. Uh, Elvis tribute in the ET Hall. It's huge. It's filling up quick. Make sure you come. I'm really excited about this one. I'm a big Elvis guy. I got the hair. I like Elvis. I'm getting, I'm Ooh, getting a hand cramp right now writing everything down. <laughs> you better don't, don't stop Don't stop with the three kings, buddy We got more to go We got Roots and Boots The tour, you know you, you, If you're in the country uh, That's some serious country music right there uh, With the boys Sammy Kershaw, Colin Ray, and Aaron Tippett And then uh, the 26th We got Drew Hill and Johnny What a great uh, man R&B is at it yeah, right here at uh, Mount Pleasant. So, Teresa Caputo live February 3rd. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. We're bringing back murder mysteries, everybody. Thursday, February 15th, 8 p.m. Uh, check that out. You go to the website and check that out. Jeff Foxworthy, February 16th. If you're in the funny, that's our guy. Bacchan pasta. I talk about it every night on the show. Uh, February 17th. Great date night. I tell everybody, come on out. Drinks, entertainment, food. You can't go wrong. Peter Frampton, March 16th. April 27th, God Godsmack, uh, right here on our stage. It's going to be cool. The Vibes Tour, uh, make sure you check that out. Get all the details on how that show goes down. Six May 4th, Chicago, May 25th. And then Outdoors, August 9th, Leonard Skinner's ZZ Top. And then uh, Jason Aldean, August 16th. More to announce shortly. Uh, it's going to be another huge year here at Soren Eagles, as it always is. Uh, we're doing it big. Eagle Casino and Sports. Ruth Chris Steakhouse, uh, entertainment, promotions, Bill. We got it. Tell everybody about it.
1: Yeah, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com. You want to get tickets for all the shows that Tim just talked about. Book your uh, getaway hotel, make reservations, whatever you need. SoaringEagleCasino.com. Follow them on Facebook. And also, if you're in the Midland Bay City Saginaw area listening on 100.9 FM, The Mit. Don't forget about the Saganing Eagle's Landing Casino and Hotel in Standish. Timmy, we'll talk next week. My hand just it uncramped. I'm, I'm good hey, to go.
13: They, they, hey, thanks for hanging out New Year's.
1: I oh, God, Tim, you are the ultimate host, man. I, I'm being honest. You just, you have it. Uh, you're entertaining. You're personable. You're good on stage. And you introduced me to that beautiful violinist from Jersey. We'll be announcing our engagement momentarily, so I'll keep you posted, okay?
13: Understood. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thanks. Have a great day,
1: buddy. He's like, is he moving in on my territory? Is he moving in? What's going on? Good man, Tim McCullough. Hey, as we end this week in this show, I wanted to pay a tribute to the late Jerry Wilkins. Now, Derek Wilkins is an in-law with Johnny Brand Sr. and Sandy Brand, and I've gotten to know Derek over the last 20-plus years. Great man, a Canadian, worked a long time for Steelcase as an executive, traveled all over the country. And he wrote the obituary uh, for Jerry Wilkins, who passed away uh, during the holidays, and it's beautiful. And I want to I wanna end uh, a holiday week and a show with a tribute written by Derek Wilkins to his late wife, Jerry. He says, it is with a heavy heart that I share with all of you that my beloved wife, Jerry, passed away over the holidays after a long struggle with heart and lung disease. She is finally at peace. Jerry is survived by a very loving family, all of whom were with her at the end. Thank you to our daughter, Jennifer, and her husband, Lucas, and to our son, Jeff, and his wife, Jody, for their love and support. Jerry is survived by five grandchildren, Madison, Max, Ben, Jack, and Preston. She deeply loved our family, and we all loved our nanny. I met Jerry in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I walked into her office at the Selection 500 Personnel Agency, saw her big, beautiful blue eyes and curly hair, and the rest was history. We were married on May 5th, 1980, in Winnipeg, and experienced transfers to Calgary, Toronto, Detroit, and finally Grand Rapids, where we lived for the past 25 years. Jerry chose to be a stay-at-home mom for much of her married life and was actively involved as a PTA member, block watch leader, and a fierce advocate for our children. I couldn't have asked for a more kind, thoughtful, funny, and loving partner for over 43 years. After the tears have been wiped away, we are all left with very happy memories of a loving wife, parent, grandparent, sister, and friend. She will forever be in our hearts. I haven't, I have never read a lot of obituaries written by a loved one. And that's Derek. He has a kind heart, has a golf swing that every once in a while can go kaput. But he, he's a gentle man, always treated me with fairness, kindness. And those Canadians never lose their accent. It drives me nuts. You've lived in the States for how long lose it, but they like it. And so be it. But he did love Canada, but he loved America and he loved his family. And he loved his wife. And that's the one thing, those two families, between Johnny, Sandy, Brand, Jody, Jeff, uh, all the grandkids, all of Johnny's kids, uh, they, they were a complete family, but two families in one. And I've always admired the love when you walk into a holiday, you walk into a party, a wedding reception, a celebration, watching a Michigan game. On the golf course, the love that they have for each other is eternal, real. And unfortunately, it takes a tragic moment for everybody to understand the love they have in their life. And Derek has lived a great life and a great wife and God bless Jerry. Big.
13: Bad. Huge.